Good morning, good morning, good morning, podcast listeners. It's your Pastor Lewis Hill. Today is 6.33. I mean, it's 6.33, excuse me to be exact, it's 6.33 a.m. Today is Thursday, May the 19th. Y'all need to wake up out here. Uh, a lot of things going on in this world, and you know, I try to tap in with y'all to let y'all know that this stuff is getting real. Um, I told y'all about my friend who had a car stolen by um, some guys. It's up under one of my podcast revelation. Update on that is um, whoever these people was who stole the car, they crashed the car really bad. Not only did they try to take a her child, they also had a car. And after all this is done, you know, I would like to set up another interview with Shalimar Griffin. If you're out there and you're listening, you know, people need to hear inspiration and people need to hear what's real. So Shalimar Griffin, if you're out there, please tap into this segment because we need you on here. Because God's anointed hands has been around you. He has protected you. He has came to see you about your family. And it is such an inspiration and such a wonderful joy to talk about such issues as these. Because these are the issues that hit home. And majority of the issues that I talk to you about we hit home. There are all kinds of different type of issues. There's not one specific issue on this podcast that we are afraid to attack. So if you want to hear the truth and you need someone to talk to, you should tap into this podcast because it really explains the ups and downs of life. It really explains how a church was formed. It really explains how people, multitudes were united. It didn't take money for us to give, you get chicken, you give sugar, you get water, you get flowers, you know, bring any and all gifts that God has blessed you with and bring it on and we would have a feast. So, people, we need to really come together again. You know, there's so many men still walking around here, such as me even, with these alias nicknames. You know, and you begin to think how disgusting it is, even for me, to still go by this nickname. But they would never let this nickname just... Go down, you know, just as an old folk legend. They want to bring it up today as if that same young kid is relevant today. As a grown man, I've seen the downs and ups of life. You know, I know what it was like to be homeless. Because I've been that way majority of my life. Homeless or locked up, story of my life. In each story, as I think about it, it added 
nothing but blood, sweat, and tears. And out of all that money that I had, I have none of that now. And in the beginning, this is how we started out. But nothing. And came up with something. And announcement of news today. This is my announcement. And my son went into Subway's to go for an interview and got hired up on spot. Now see, y'all want to know where my money and my investment went? My investment went into my children. My life savings went into taking care of my children. So do you ask me, do I feel sorrow at this? Man, I would not change my children. I'm, men, y'all exactly need to hear this. I would not change any moment of being with my children. Oh, I love it. It's a, it's, it's a thrill. It's a joy. First off, let's go there. My daughter, she's 17 years old. I mean, 19 years old. And she just made her first baby. I'm a granddaddy now. <laughs> and she's a girl. Her name is Tanae. Monique Hill. I thank God that he allowed us to become grandparents. See, man, this is what I'm talking about. The ups and downs of life. Taking one of these women and just having your way with them. And ladies, if y'all want to know, have I ever been that guy? Yes, I have. But them women never cared about me. We weren't committed. It just was surprising that I struck before they struck upon me. See, I knew their goal was to get my money. But see, they have to understand, I got my money. And the same girls that said that they would never, ever label me if I was the last man on the earth. Now, mind you, I'm the type of person that festers when somebody just struck me below the belt. Even as a pastor, I'm not the type that just strike out at you on top. But I remember you said that to me. So, I watched this female as well as she watched me. She watched me grow with money and I, I watched her go to her lowest point. What came down to it was she really needed this money. It got so bad that she asked everybody that she could for that money 
to pay that bill. Nobody wouldn't pay that bill. Now, it got to the point where they telling the little dog is the one with the big bag. Holla at him. Little dog is me. What they call me little dog is because I'm like 5'7", 170 pounds, full of power and dangling fury. Do you believe me? And I worked hard on the block during that time to make sure that my bag got bigger. So I even brought other people on to have oost up my bag. And yeah, the bag got bigger. So the specific girl that I'm talking about who just said that she would never, ever sleep with me if I was the last man on earth. Now, this was said in high school. But mind you, these supposed to have been our college years. And it still was fresh on my mind. So her light bill was $800. Come on now, man. What's that to a drug dealer who had bands? You know what I'm saying? We talking about 80000 a week doing nothing. Understand what I'm telling you. There was a time I was rolling around just picking up money. Putting people in position. You see what I'm saying? When this woman came to me, I removed everybody else and drove off with her to the motel. Now you want this money, I told her. Let's go get this money. She's like, how? I'm telling her, there's a guy upstairs who has $800 right now. Go get it. And she looked at me and was like, I will never do that. Oh, well, you know in life, I'm telling this woman, that nothing is free. Nothing is free. If you want that 800, if you want to accept it from him, he'll go to Keys, room 127. Get up there, check in. Get the keys, go freshen up, be in that position when I get there. Now, if you want the 800, you better get the moving fast. Now, this is the woman that's been talking stuff fast. Let's get this eight. You know what I'm saying? So, when I took her up that stairs, and she was ready in that position. 
You know what I'm saying? So for 800, I literally tore it up. You feel what I'm saying? I'm telling you from the evil mind, stay what I did. This was in my younger days, though. This isn't me now. And when she got done, and when, when she tasted the rainbow flavor of Skittles, put it that way, I looked at it and said, I thought you said that you would never, ever have sex with me if I was the last nigga on earth. Here go your eight. Here go you a honey. Beat it. Put her up out of the room. Now, she looked at me as if I had gave her a Christmas present. Because with that eight, she got her light bills paid. And with the next hundred, she bought her a half bag of weed. And she did my number. Now, you want to know the reverse road to that? Is that don't you ever say in life what you're going to do. You better start saying what you will do. You better start saying yes. Completely yes, Lord. My soul says yes. You know what? That young woman wounded my pride. You know what? That young woman wounded my ego. And I had to get back. Do y'all hear this story? I had to get back. Just to save face. Just to still even walk around these streets and let these niggas know that I was a dog. You hear what I'm saying? But as soon as this woman took care of her business and got on her feet, there was a federal indictment went down. 125 men right before my eyes. You hear what I'm saying? Now, this is the part where we go to talking about who's a snitch and who's not. Out of 125 men, every last one of them talked. Every last one of them transported and sold drugs to each other. See, me, I was already out the window, gone. Now, they was at large looking for me. The federal agents were looking for Lewis Hill. Man, I am not going to run for some officer can shoot me. My daddy was a Black Panther. And one of the things that he told me was that you always comply. Ain't none of that acting like you reaching in your hands and no acting nothing like that. You've been called. And you know what it's like, me, 
for the first time in my life, been caught. But see, they call me an eluder. That means they say that I get rid of drugs. You hear what I'm saying? But listen, the cops doing their job at this time, and I'm doing my job. Now, mind you, I was telling y'all that the same girl got on her feet. And she took over the position when I got out of jail. She basically had everything that these people needed. They, her plug was airtight. So, the girl came to me one day riding down the street, pulls up on me, and said, let's take a ride. So I took a ride with her. She pulls me over, pull out two, four, five mags, just I like I like them, with the holsters. She gave me seven pounds of weed and three keys of coke. That's when I begin to wake up. Do you hear me? I gave her all that stuff back and I thanked her. But see, when you out the game, you out the game. 125 men got indicted. And they was talking and mentioning other names about everybody. They mamas, they aunties. But guess who name never showed up on this indictment? Oh, that old guy right there, y'all want to hear it now. Oh, now y'all want to hear it. But y'all been listening to everything else that I've been saying. You know, a federal indictment, the feds always get their men. Ain't no if, ands, about it. Once they have you, they have you. But look at God. You know what I mean? He looked. Down and he had mercy up on me. But everything had to go. Listen, the females went, the friends went, and the same females and friends that I was putting on, they forsake me. They laughed at me, they called me names, they rolled past me, making mockery of me. Everybody yelling, snitch, 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 snitch. And see, you got to realize, man, that's almost like saying I got AIDS. You know what I'm saying? They literally begin to look at me as I was a snitch. And do you know what it's like to like be around females and people around here calling you a snitch? And nobody can prove that you are a snitch. Police cannot prove that you are a snitch. The judge cannot prove that I am a snitch. So, one day the dude did that, and the man from Detroit, straight goon, I'm not gonna say his name, straight shooter, 
of all of us. You know what I'm saying? Came to my man's. Dropped his gun on the car and looked at him. And he said, produce paperwork. My man said, I ain't got no paperwork. So what makes you call this man, this legend, a snitch? Have you ever been indicted? Then you cannot call a man who beat that a snitch. But let me tell y'all something about the Federal General Ford building. Man, I don't know what floor they had me on the fourth, third, fourth, fifth floor. But I know it's a big, huge building. When you look down, people look like ants in this building. So I think they had me on the fifth or sixth floor. I was looking down. Like, you know what I'm saying? One day I'm chilling with my friends. I got everybody on freeze. I mean, we ain't, nobody shouldn't be selling nothing. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. That was my word. It was hot, man. Y'all know what I'm saying? That you know you got those friends that lose heart. Don't know how to put their money that they hustled up and freeze the game for a minute. You know what I'm saying? But let me tell y'all something. When I say I froze the game, I froze the game. Listen. Finally, one day I'm walking, and my little brother met me, and he said, I know another female. She's not the baddest female in the world. You know what I'm saying? And she don't have no kids, and you and her will make a good couple. I looked at my brother and was like, Goofy, listen, we already on some fed stuff. Don't add no new friends. I don't want to meet no new females. He's like, well, why don't you go to this place with me? It's called the Avon House. And I want to show you this girl. So he takes me to the Avon House, and I see this girl. And she was like, ooh, you on the news. You that dude they call Psycho. Out loud, you know what I'm saying? You the dude that I've been looking for. Now, this is the same girl. Listen, we did our one thing. It's supposed to be over. Now, here she is at the Avon house. Showing me a paternity test. Saying that she was pregnant. This woman wound up having a baby. And come to find out this baby was none of mine. And I took care of this baby for over six to seven years. Do you know what it's like to walk down the street and this little girl still call you daddy to this day, but nobody knows why she called me daddy? But low key, I know why she called me daddy. But it's a shame that women want to mess over good men like this. 
You know, I know I did a lot of dirty, filthy things in my life. I know I did a lot of rotten things. You know, I know I had the worst upbringing in my life. I was raised without a mother and a father. I was a state-raised baby. And for people to do a child like that, you know, I was that child. The suffering, the abuse, you know, y'all got to realize so many times how people tell you that they won't do and they will do. I said, I'll never ever be one of them bunny faced Christian people walking around this earth talking about praise God, praise God, and don't have a dollar in their pocket. And we used to wonder why these black folk used to walk around knocking on our doors, handing us little uh, um, bean pies and fruit pies, whatever they can hand us. And then they hand out us pamphlets. Have you seen, received the word of Jesus? You know, and my father, you know, he he was kind of diverse in everything. He was diverse up in the Bible. You know, he's a panther, so, you know, his Muslim's beliefs was passed to me. But, you know, even, even the revolution, you know what I'm saying? He wanted me to be a revolutionary. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not a Muslim. See, I'm a child of God. And I'm not saying anything about the Muslim. But my daddy was a mean man. You know? He taught me nothing but evil. Everything came out of his mouth was evil. White man is white man there. You know? And it used to hurt my heart to hear my daddy talk like this. When you know my friend Mike is with me right now. Mike is a white guy. Me and Mike were two dirty, dusty kids. In our hood, they don't even like white kids. But one day, me and Mike outside and my cousin Jerome. You know, uh, my Uncle Tim had a baby by a woman named Talitha. And Jerome was like, you know, a husky kid then, really cocky little kid then, you know what I'm saying? He's so quiet and he was so gentle and loving towards his cuz that he would follow me around. You know what I'm saying? But we in the city that they kill you quick. So, one day I'm walking. And it's a bunch of gang full of boys. I knew them, you know what I'm saying? They went to Marshall, Metro, all these schools. You know, they went follow me on to Ben Harbor, Michigan, when I went um, foster home to other places like, you know, Lansing, Juvenile Center. Deep, this boy followed me, white boy Mike. You know, we was in the same cottage up in um, Star Commonwealth. The cottage was called Oliver Cottage. Maple Village was the name of our village. There's there's uh, Lakeview, there's Cedar, and there's Maple. Maple was for all the young kids from 10 on down. You know, that's mean them the kids that's in juvenile. 
So, um, when I left, when I was um in Star, me and Mike still was together. But I remember my daddy coming up to us one day. Now, now we in Chicago now during this time. We up on uh, uh we on the west side of Warren and Ashland, um, Van Buren. We stayed in apartments in Van Buren. My mama used to um, my mama used to lease those apartments, own them basically. She used to lease them, you know. So we uh, um, we would go from there to down the street. It's like a block away. You go down, you you getting into by Bethany Hospital. Um, you got the Chicago Stadium. This is all downtown, the L train, you know. And a bunch of guys come to, up to us, and they came directly to me and was like, what you doing with these white people? I'm like, white people? What white people? He's like, the people that's with you. I'm like, oh, no, nah, these ain't no white people. This is my cousin, and this is my boy Mike. And then he gonna ask me a question. He said, ain't you white? And you know, I got mad and I'm telling the man, watch your mouth, man. Watch your mouth, don't disrespect my boy. Don't disrespect my boy. He was like, uh, man, either you colorblind or you don't know them boys with you white. I said, dog, didn't I just tell you this my cousin? He said, man, you honky-loving nigga. And I said, what? Bow! Hit him in his mouth, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, don't call me that. What is, what is a nigga? I asked Mike. Mike means you're black. I'm like, I'm not black. You know, I was young at that time. I didn't know the difference between black or white. So Mike was like, yeah, you're black, man. I'm like, I'm black. Man, I'm going to turn around and slap Mike myself. <laughs> After I found out that I was black. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to tell y'all one thing. Uh, God is not a respect to a person. He don't believe in black or white. You feel me? So, out of all these experiences it taught me in life, that never say no. What you say no to is when somebody's trying to do something wrong to you. But what you do not say no is to the Lord. Now, you know, I study with the Muslims like I told y'all. You know, I studied their teachings, you know what I'm saying? Everything that my daddy taught me, though, you know, it was for today's world. You know, um... The foster homes, they were no different. Them people was, like, you know, thinking they gonna put their hands on me and playing mental games with me. You know, telling me my family don't love me. Listen, I knew, without a doubt, my family loved me. I don't, I don't even care about what these people talking about. People, I don't care. I built the anchor then, basically. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't care who care about me. As long as I know that God loves me, I'll never be ashamed of that again. You hear me? I try to hold it in because my friends now, they didn't understand. 
Listen, when I was committing all these crimes, do you believe every time it was God, God, God? People used to get so tired of me drinking and hollering, God, 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 and apologizing for my problems. But listen, I had to shut people down and I had to accept God. I had to tell God, thank you for everything that he has done for me. You know, I began to see people hurt. I began to see people pain. And, you know, when you get a woman that you truly love, you got to be willing to work with that woman. And you know, I lasted one 20 years. Most men, when they leave their women, they go away bitter. You know what? I'm not bitter for a woman. Listen. If you can make somebody happy by walking away, you say that you love this person. Then walk away. That's the best thing that I can tell men out these days. Except no. When a woman tell you no, no means no. And why such heinous act as beating on these women and demoralizing and degrading these women? Listen, ladies, y'all got to pick better men, too. And y'all got to know a wolf when y'all see one. There are a lot of wolves out of here. You know that? But y'all seen so many wolves that y'all begin to identify with wolves and won't identify with with another man. Listen. I had a big decision to make. Raise my family. Or still stay in the game. So. I had to choose my family. And I did not want no woman walking around. And I do not want another woman. Walking around saying a baby is mine that isn't mine. So I, I, I begin to tell any woman that says that they were pregnant by me to take a DNA test. You know, and a lot of these women, it was a lot of women at this time walking around. Serious. It was a lot of women walking around talking about they pregnant by me, Lewis Hill. A.K.A. Psycho. But see, the little thing is that I went from prison, I went from going to prison to being somebody's boyfriend, to being somebody's husband, to being somebody's daddy, to now I'm a granddaddy. You see how God just graduated me? While the rest of my friends, you know, they, they ain't didn't sit up and wasted the rest of their lives and still in prison. Oh, I just want y'all to thank God that I made it out. I want y'all to know that no prison is nothing like you expect. You know what it's like to see men force themselves upon men like they force themselves upon women. Do you know what it's like to be in a session with a hundred men in attendance and 
They're bound down like this man is king. See, I had a conscious decision to make. I could run with the gang or I could have been Alibaba or Sheik. Amen. They don't believe in Jesus Christ. You see where I differ? I'm sorry to tell you. Listen, the Muslims, they have beautiful teachings, though. There's a black man, they, look, black Muslims, I appreciate what y'all do because I know, I know that you people are some dead serious people. I'm talking about the black Muslims here in America, all the Muslims that are here in America. These people study hard, they work hard. These people are thinking of ways, they're inventive on how to get black men together. So, even on this ministry, even on this podcast, we would be talking to Muslim men. Because what I'm trying to tell y'all also, we're going to have all kinds of race and religion on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a lot of interviews that's going to be going on. Um, but I'm trying to get my listeners up. Before I even bring in any interviewers. But I want y'all to know that. It says in the Bible that. You are picked out. To be picked on. Or you're picked on to be picked out. You know. Um, I had never believed the one thing in a prophetess. Until me and my people got together. And we went to church. And this prophetess lady was blowing on people and they were falling. This prophetess lady told me a vision and a tale that I could not believe. Now when I walked up to this lady, I was expecting this lady to tell me that I had demons in me. The last thing I thought I would hear is that this lady said, thou art anointed. You know, being who I am and been through what I've been, you know, I literally laughed at that. You know, can you can you imagine God looking down from heaven at me like, you know, what's funny about that? You know? Yes, we all are sinners. Don't get me wrong. But see, anointed means exactly what it means. He anointed my head to the top of my feet. He taught me something that nobody in this world could teach me. First off, the hardship of life. The horror of going to prison and realizing another world. You in here among giants for real and I'm just a little bug that they could just squash and just squash. Can't you believe that I made it out? A lot of my friends didn't make it out. But God allowed me to be here a little while longer to tell y'all this story. And I just thank y'all for listening. You know, stuff about to get real on this podcast, you know. We want to we come at these devils like they coming at us. You know, y'all want to keep on trying to shift it off and shifting the blame. 
if I am called to do this, then I want y'all to be ready for it. I'm going to end this podcast segment with peace and love. And no matter what you've been through in life, your hurt, your pain, listen, let me tell y'all something. Look at the look at the past. That's battles. Now look at the future. That's four. Listen. Go forward. Don't turn around. For if you turn around, you might turn to a pillar of salt. Now let us pray, please. Lord God, I thank you for your soul good to us. And you have been better to us than we have been ourselves, Lord. Father God, we know that we are like filthy rags in comparison to your word. But Lord, we know that you are God and that you are God all by yourself. Lord God, we know that you are the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. The bright and morning star, Lord. Father God, we just cast all our cares upon you, Lord. And Father God, we ask you to look and have mercy upon us right now, Lord. For Father God, we need you, Lord. And we just can't get along without you. Lord, from the bottom of my heart to the depths of my soul, Father God, I say yes, Lord. Father God, Lord, you said no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And Father God, we are leaning on your word. And we just thank you in advance for all that you have done for us and all that you will do for us, Lord. And Father God, we turn it all over to you. And Father God, we know that we are sinners saved by your grace. And Lord God, we know that you have called imperfect men and imperfect women to preach this perfect gospel. And I just thank you, my God, for coming to see me and consider me. And Lord, I thank you for being the one that's been picked on to be picked out, Father God. I acknowledge you and this podcast acknowledges you, Lord. And we just lift you up this morning and we just praise your name, Lord. Father God, we thank you for watching us all over last night, Lord. Father God, some was in some kind of shape or form or fashion. Some were weeping in a grave last night, Lord. People have been shot. Women have been raped. Lord, Father God, sickness and the devil roaming the land, Lord. And Father God, Lord, everything that he took from us, Lord, Father God, we ask for it back. And the only way we can do that is through your son, Jesus, Lord. It's the blood of Jesus that's cover us. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Yahshua, in the name of Allah, Father God, we thank you because you are so good to us. 
Ismala Rahim. Wu News Creek Allah Praise Allah Rahim. God, you have been so good to us. And we just thank you, Lord. For we know that we are like filthy rags in comparison to your word. But Lord, we know that you're going to do what you said you was going to do. Amen. Can y'all say amen with me? Okay, podcast listeners. I'll see y'all tomorrow for another episode. Pastor Lewis, I'm out. Holler at your boy.